Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by CoinSearch Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution. CoinSearch Club makes purchasing safe, easy, and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make crypto mainstream. All right, we'll revisit CoinSearch Club down in the crypto education corner. Well, today, as I promised, we're going to talk about wallets and wallet security and what you can do to protect yourself and while you're in crypto. But first of all, let's take a look at what's going on in the market. What's happened over the last 24 hours? All right, so that was an avalanche. Yes, we saw a big, big, huge dip yesterday. Over 26 billion wiped off of value in the last 24 hours. Current market cap sitting at $181 billion for total cryptocurrency. Bitcoin for the first time in over a year has dropped below a $100 billion valuation. And Bitcoin Cash seems to be the biggest hit. Is this the fork that's causing this dip or is there, are there other reasons? You know what, at this point, I spent all of yesterday trying to figure this out. I was ready to record an episode yesterday, saw what was unfolding in the market and just really wanted to hold off and see if we could figure out what was going on. At this point, it's really hard to say. Could this be more uh, SEC fear? Could this be a pump? Or could this be a way of trying to shake out the last of the weak hands in what we call capitalization, where it is, you know, all hope is lost for most people. People sell towards the bottom, and then we're going to see a true bottom come in, and then we'll see a trend reversal after that. Could be happening. Bitcoin sitting at 5,500 right now. XRP has moved into the number two spot currently as Ethereum has dropped to $171 and their market cap has dropped below that of XRP. Um, sure, you can look at last year and a lot of people are saying, especially on social media sites and, and forums, you know, November 8th last year, Bitcoin was at $7,500. And then by November 12th, it was at 5,668. So a bigger drop than what we saw yesterday. Uh, and then we, we all know what happened after that. Or if you don't, what typically happened was it jumped up tremendously uh, over the next, call it 30, 35 days. We saw a huge run up. The biggest difference is last year we were in a bullish trend. This year we're in a bearish trend. So the only one similarity is both now and then people were calling for a bigger downtrend, saying all hope is lost. And is it? And look what happened last year. So there's some people that jumped out. Last year, whenever we saw that big, big drop, I mean, think about it. We, um, you know, it was twice the size of a drop of what we saw yesterday that happened last year. Uh, so could this be the moment, the moment that will move us up to where we've all been waiting to go? Or is this going to be further downside? Uh, so only time will tell. So right now I can tell you. So me personally, yesterday I was watching what was going on, saw a huge opportunity and I bought. I was a buyer yesterday, you know. Uh, Warren Buffett, although he's not bullish on crypto, and, and rightfully so. I mean, all of his 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 main livelihood, and I don't want to say livelihood, I guess, but most of his businesses are vested in the stock market. You talk about competing demands. If, if capital would move from, from Wall Street to crypto, that could, that could hurt some of his businesses. So, and he's not very keen on crypto. Of course, if crypto would have came out when Warren Buffett was in his 20s, he would be telling everybody to buy. But anyway, moving on from there, Warren Buffett has been noted as saying uh, that when there's blood in the market, blood on the streets, that's when you buy. And yesterday there was a lot of blood. 
Uh, also, one of the one of the crypto groups I follow on Facebook, one of the uh, admins there, guy goes by the name of Todd Blackburn, says, when they cry, I buy. There was a lot of crying going on yesterday, a lot of complaining, moaning. So I was making some buys yesterday. Uh, I, I believe in the long-term trend. And, and, you know, actually belief is what's going to get you through this. If you have zero belief or if your belief is shaken, then, hey, you know what? You're going to sell because you don't believe it's going to come back. But seeing what's happening in the market, being at these conferences and seeing what's happening with all the infrastructure being put in around blockchain, around crypto, uh, you can't you can't write it off. I mean, these big institutions would not still be looking at playing if they thought this was the end of crypto. So keep that in mind. If you've got some extra funds laying around, this is not financial advice. But me personally, I added some buy orders yesterday and scooped up some cheap coins. Uh, it's almost like a week early Black Friday sale. All right, so let's take a look at what else is going on in the news. See, there's not a whole lot going on. Most of the news out there is talking about the dip, trying to figure out what it is. But Coindesk yesterday launched a Crypto Economics Explorer. It's a new tool, uh, and this is linked in my Facebook page. I did post the article earlier um, on From No Crypto to No Crypto Facebook page. Um, and what they did, they created a comprehensive way to view cryptocurrency market data, one-of-a-kind product that lets anyone visualize a complete picture of a crypto asset market. Uh, it's a little different than what's out there. So with the new Data Insight product, you can explore the extent to which exchanges are supporting their economics and if developers are actively working to improve their core code. Now, what I see here is there's a lot of small resource sites that I use to reference to see what was going on with the crypto, and this seems to be tying a bunch of that data together. So the result of the work is a suite of 28 factors related to price, exchange, network effect, developer base, and social data that allows allows you to measure crypto assets against each other and against Bitcoin. So uh, Wednesday was when they announced it. Yesterday, the startup, it, it's revealing, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they announced that they are uh, revealing this and it's already available. It's out there. And like I said, it is linked into uh, the article I posted on Facebook. Uh, you can find that link. You can go into the article. You can find the link, save the link. And then you can, like I did, I bookmarked it. It's another tool in the tool belt. So just another avenue to explore. I'll do some more deep dives into this when I have some time to look at it. I was more worried about what was going on in the market yesterday, trying to figure out uh, where, you know, where we were headed. So I didn't have much time to really look into it too much. So next up in the news. So uh, this was announced yesterday. Startup uh, CoinMine has released its first product, CoinMine One, uh, or they're revealing their product. Haven't really quite released it yet. That's a hardware device aimed at crypto enthusiasts who'd like to earn rewards for mining blockchains without the need to learn a new technical skill set. So this has been this was backed recently by Coinbase Ventures and Arrington Capital, angel investors, uh, you know, who used to formerly were with Coinbase, Morgan Creek partner Anthony Pompliano, and a host of other people were in the funding. So the Coinmon one was going to retail for $7.99, start shipping in mid-December. Company declined to give a precise date or name a specific goal for sales. Uh, the CEO told Coindesk yesterday. That the company believes this mining product has mass market appeal. This is what I like. $7.99. It's like an all-in-one. You don't have to figure out how to build your own rig, how to set it up. Uh, it actually looks like a video game console from the picture we saw online. Um, and one investor uh, explicitly backed the project because it wants to see more ways for everyday people to get involved in supporting cryptocurrency infrastructure. CoinMine will democratize access to becoming a miner in a fun and approachable way that almost feels like playing a video game. Again, this is this was one of the main principles that I go by is anything that's going to help make this mainstream and get get it into the hands of plenty. That is what we want to see. But think about that. That's also going to distribute. Yeah, it may not have much hash power per machine, 
but you sell millions of these and get them out there and you are further decentralizing this, this, uh, this hash rate. And you can see what will happen from there. Um, crypto education. I said, I was going to talk about wallets and I want to start with an article that I shared on the Facebook page also this morning. So malware researcher, Lucas Stefanko has found four fake cryptocurrency wallets on the Google play store. Uh, that were trying to steal users' personal data, according to a blog post published November 13th. The apps are posing as cryptocurrency wallets for Neo, Tether, and extension for accessing Ethereum, MetaMask. They were purportedly designed to fish users, mobile banking credentials, and credit card information. So with that, I want to dig into wallets. I've mentioned this in the past, right? You hear about a legitimate company. Don't just download a wallet because it's on the Play Store, the App Store. Um, a lot of these could be posers just to do as this, just to steal your information. Um, but also, um, looking at wallets, you want to talk about the difference between holding your private keys and not holding your private keys. Because when you have crypto in an exchange, a centralized exchange, such as Coinbase or Binance, um, you, you're not given a set of backup keys because they hold the keys to that cryptocurrency. So in essence, you technically do not necessarily own that crypto. Now, you, you've got to uh, if you're in that, you've got to have some trust in the platform. So you got to have some trust in Coinbase. You got to have some trust in Binance and any other exchange that you move money to where it's not a decentralized exchange where you hold your backup keys or it's not a wallet where you hold your backup keys. You want to make sure you realize that you don't actually uh, control your money there. So here's my recommendation. If you're holding a little bit, you've got it in Coinbase. You've got a few hundred dollars. You know what? That's not a big deal. Uh, and I do have enough trust in Coinbase to know that um, the funds will be safe, but I'm not also not going to store huge sums of money in Coinbase or Binance. So I wanted to talk about wallets, for example. So there's several different types of wallets. There's mobile wallets, there's hardware wallets, and there's desktop wallets. I'm just going to cover a couple of them that have been used recently. But like I said, I mean, this is not a big point. If you're just getting into crypto and you're dropping a few hundred dollars here or there, Having, having your money in Coinbase or another exchange, you know, I definitely go with the major ones. Don't go with all these small ones you've never heard of. You know, Coinbase, Binance, those are two that I've used quite a bit. Bittrex, I have some trust in. Uh, Poloniex, uh, only, the only reason with Poloniex, it looks like they haven't really been adding any more functionality to their site. Uh, they were purchased by Circle. So, you know, that adds some legitimacy to it. But other than that, you know, you want to make sure you get one of these these wallets. So I'm going to recommend a few that you download. Even if you haven't moved any funds over, you want to start moving over to wallets where you control the backup key. So let's start with mobile. Everybody has a mobile phone. So some of the top mobile wallets, one of the ones I talk about all the time is CoinCierge Club, right? They sponsor this show. Uh, they, I am a part of their, you know, their team uh, as far as, you know, on the publicity side. Uh, but you want to look at, uh, they have some really great encryption and you hold your backup keys. Any, any crypto asset that is supported by Waves, by the Waves wallet, can also be supported by CoinCierge Club. So if you have an Android device, you can download CoinCierge Club. Uh, if you don't, you can download the Waves wallet, and the Waves wallet supports all of those. That is a decentralized exchange. You have a decentralized wallet. You hold your backup keys. Remember, as I said in the past, you are the security. You are the bank. You hold the backup keys. So if you lose your backup keys, you lose your crypto. Uh, if your backup keys get hacked, then you lose your crypto. But with that being said, these backup keys are designed to where it's not like they can be randomly guessed. For your backup keys to be stolen, you would have to share that in a place where somebody could 
easily find it, whether it's storing it in a public email address that you've used in the past or storing it somewhere digitally on a computer and that computer can get hacked. It's not your, your wallet that's getting hacked. It's the computer with your keys. Uh, I typically recommend printing it out, writing it out, putting it in a couple of places. I've got one in a notebook, one in a safe, uh, just to store my backup keys. So Coinsierge Club, Waves Wallet, also Edge, Edge Wallet, E-D-G-E, uh, is a wallet that, that supports quite a few cryptos. It, it's, a, it's a good wallet I like to use for mobile. Uh, so those are some of the ones that we use there. Also blockchain. Blockchain doesn't hold a lot of cryptos, but I've used blockchain wallet in the past because what it does hold, it can, um, you know, it, it, it is very secure wallet. Uh, now when you move along and you get into desktop wallets, the, the main desktop wallet I've seen is Exodus. Now you can download Exodus at exodus.io. That's E-X-O-D-U-S dot I-O. And actually when I was in Los Angeles, I met one of the guys that was behind this this wallet, love their graphic interface, love what they do. The biggest thing, like I said, if you've heard of people getting their money hacked from the Exodus wallet, again, it is because they are not protecting their private keys. They're storing them in a email address or somewhere that's easily hackable. So Exodus wallet supports a whole ton of cryptocurrencies. It has a shapeshift exchange built in to where you can convert from one crypto to another very easily without having to move out of the wallet to an exchange. And you download it to your desktop, has a great user interface. And uh, like myself, I had not too long ago, had an issue with my computer, had to do a full restore on the computer. Uh, once I downloaded the Exodus application again, I plugged in my backup keys. I was able to restore all the crypto that I had stored there. Uh, another thing would be a hardware wallet. Hardware wallets, you want to look at Trezor or, um, or Ledger Nano S. And when you look at those, they're hardware wallets. Buy just The biggest thing about those, buy from a uh, you know, reputable source. They come in very uh, tightly security sealed boxes that you pretty much have to destroy the box to open. At least my treasure was. And, um, you know, each one of those, you, you set up your, your backup keys. That's kind of like an external flash drive. You want to store, you can store everything on there and it's easy to be restored as long as you store your backup keys, which they give you. Typically, they give you cards to write your backup keys on multiple cards. That way you can store them in multiple places. Um, so that's it when it comes to wallet security, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of other good ones out there. Uh, if you want to chime in on, you know, when I post this episode on Facebook, let me know what your, what your, uh, your take is when it comes to crypto wallets. Is there one I didn't mention? I should take a look at. I know there's some other ones that quite a few people use. Uh, these are just ones that I personally research, have experience with, and at this point feel good enough for recommending them as a viable option. So. That is it for episode today. I want to thank you for listening in and we'll catch you on the next episode.